Oh. Is this live, baby? Oh, All right, let's happening? do this. Uh, I'll go to, is it camera one, or what can I say? Just that. Cool, nice. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Philip and Friends, a podcast hosted by me, Philip Carl Kostelecki. Uh, this is a fun little podcast where I interview friends of mine or people I wish to be my friends or just people in my life in general, and we talk about friendship, ask them about the friends of their life, and see what they're kind of up to. And then we, in the end, we will have a great section called A Friend in Need, where you, the listener, can get in touch and let us know if you have any friend problems. My guest today is the absolutely hilarious and fantastic comedian Helen Bauer, who I uh, don't know super well but i would love to be friends with oh and my I god hope... shut up i uh, i know right it's good isn't <laughs> this it? is so cute and uh yeah so i hope you enjoy the episode uh this is philip and friends philip and his friends oh, oh philip god. has friends why don't you come spend some good time with them <laughs> philip and friends wait a podcast oh there my we go god, that's so fucked up is it yeah you don't like the podcast part it's the whispering in the ear it's yeah. no it's okay i still want to be your friend for now for thank now you. Well, You're welcome. Uh, hello helen how are you doing yeah good thank you yeah, that um, was the sweetest intro i think it's nice honestly yeah. like th- we're not friends yet but i feel like we started our journey yes do you know what i mean yes do you want to hold hands as we start I'm our journey? a tiny bit oh like, my god yes i see you as a colleague Yes. And I say, Vittorio, oh my please, god. we're bonding. Oh my god, so the same. Oh my god, we're literally like oh twins. My god. And I feel like we just need to do a couple of like birthday parties together. Yeah. Like, when's your birthday? 24th of October. See, it's too far away. Oh, okay, so it's so not going to happen. Buy me something for mine, which yeah. is March 25th. March 25th, that's coming up in. Uh, so soon. So soon. So soon. Yeah. So, like, get me something for that, and then I think that'll be the next level of friendship. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I want this um, t shirt at the moment that's from this Disney vlogger called Adam Hatton. And he's got a catchphrase, which is morning. And that's his catchphrase. And I love him. His catchphrase is just morning. Yeah, and I'm not, like, I've had so many people slag him off to me. Like, I made Rosie Jones and Chloe Petz. Do you know those two? Yeah. I made them watch it, and they were like, that's not a catchphrase. He's the worst. But he's so lush. And he goes to Disney by himself all the time. And he's got a t-shirt. And that's what I would like from you, what's, please. Okay, we'll do What's his uh, What's his handle? How can we Adamhatton.com. Adamhatton.com. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. And I'm a ladies size small, please. All right. Before you do that, <laughs> make sure you listen to this podcast right now, uh, where I'm joined with uh, Helen Barrow. Hello, Helen. Hi, Philip. How's it going? I was really hoping we would just do the song and I could do the hello, how you doing? Oh, you, no. You I'm sorry. I'm a chatter. I'm a chatter. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a chatterbox. I'm a chatterbox. <laughs> That's just me. This is who I am. Uh, yeah. How you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, actually. Wonderful. Just had a lovely little salad from Waitrose. Nice. Have my second coffee and I got my nails done. Yeah. Which you great. said looked really nice yes i did right and uh, somebody somebody we won't mention by name yeah well vittorio angeloni the like biggest him. bully in the industry was like yeah. you look fucking disgusting and i went yeah. what and he went you're a whore i'm not joking and like i will literally do a chortle article about that yeah but i'm gonna write it now you're gonna write it now i just don't think he should be out and about on the circuit working with women okay yeah. and that is the hill i will die on or men you'd be surprised i just don't think he'd be working full stop yeah. toxic 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 man yeah. and that's an example of a friendship that i do not want and i'm no. actively trying to push away from yeah, yeah. You can hear him laughing in the corner, but he's actually panicking. Evilly, evilly. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, 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 whoa, whoa. Hit the... I mean, we're both long-legged people. I'm like, a long-legged it's very boy. Tricky. It's very tricky. How do you find being a long-legged person? Um, I think a long-legged boy and long-legged woman is very different. Mm. It's fun because I can kick things and I can reach things. And you short people with your stupid little legs can kick nothing. So I'm very, very strong. I just think in general, people are very intimidated by tall women. Yeah. Like, I can tell you're terrified of me. Um, a little bit. <laughs> but it's okay. I mainly have tall friends. So I yeah. sort of like stick to what I know, yeah. you know? Do you know what I find? So I'm a... Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm six foot, I'm not like six foot four. I am six foot four. You're six foot four. You're a big boy. Big boy. Um, a big uh, skinny boy. And mm-hmm. I, um, when I ever, I'm used to being the tallest person in the room. Yeah. And when I'm not, I have to find a different room. <laughs> I have to, um, no, I have, uh, I find it weird when there's someone taller than me because it is weird to like look up. I'm not mm-hmm. used to doing that. So I'm six one. So I do look up quite a bit yeah. because I'm tall for a woman. I love, I love, I love that we still say that tall for a woman. Yeah, tall for a woman. It's a thing, though. Oh, no, it's hundred percent a thing. But I like, to, I like to add a little pff in between. Pretty tall pff for, for a, a woman. woman. Ugh. Ugh. Like we're always underachieving compared to the men. Exactly. But um, I don't like being the tallest in the space. Yeah. I like being one of the tall ones. But like you know, when you're in a room and you can see over everyone's heads, you just yeah. feel awkward. You do. Like when you're going to a playgroup and but you're I hanging also, around. Oh my god! It was a. She we were in a kindergarten the whole time. <laughs> Little uh, pull back the curtain. That's my Truman show. And and reveal the joke. (laughs) 
Um, now I want to be your friend more. Oh, thank it's you. Very oh adorable my God, and goofy. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So you having a, you having a good vibe? You, you you vibing? I mean, I'm vibing in general for sure. I'm yeah. caffeinated. So I will. Um, I like to because the uh, my my listeners. Yes. Both of them. <laughs> well, uh, Who are they? Is uh, it your mum? And... No, I, you know, actually, a few people listened to the first episode. Great. I, was quite, I was quite happy. Uh, they might not know you, um, <gasps> hi, which I know is something you're, not, something you're not used to. Oh, I'm so used to it. <laughs> oh, are you? Um, but I would like I like to start off because uh, I want this to be a friendly sort of vibe. Mm. I like to talk about you as a person, or at least my, my perspective on oh, you. Oh, my God. Uh, which you're a very funny comedian. You have a great uh, sort of uh, vibe to you when you're on stage. Thank you. Uh, I've watched I watched you live at the Apollo set with somebody who doesn't like stand up. Oh my god! And they said they liked you. Okay. And they said, oh, they. they... Is that just like proving that I'm not a stand up? No, 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 like, no. Okay, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like stand up comedy, but whatever you, you were do, doing, whatever you they were liked doing, it. they liked it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, no, not that at all. But you're very energetic. Uh, you seem to bring a lot of energy uh, to the world. And uh, um, that's why I wanted to have you on as well. Okay. Podcast. So I guess um, from my perspective, at least, uh-huh. you seem like somebody that a lot of people would want to be friends with. Oh, that's really nice. Because you have a positive energy to you. Oh. A bit of a radiator in that sense. Is that reality? I mean, I've got a lovely group of friends. Yeah. And I, I make friends, I think, quite easily. I yeah. just make a really intense first impression. Uh, and do you think that that's good? I don't. I don't. I've heard people say that they liked it when they first met me. But like, I have a lot of like days. friends who just, you know, when you have that thing with a friend where like within like five months they want to do that conversation of like what I thought when I first met you. Yeah. Like everyone loves doing that with me, and they're like, I just thought, fucking hell, what is wrong with her? Because I go in like a real like like a big Labrador. And I just sort of like run up to people and just start barking and I'm just like super excited. Yeah. And it used to be that I would go in like really like, oh my God, you're so cool. Hey, my name's Helen, what's up? But now I go in like a bit more aggressive and I'm just sort of like- More than that. <laughs> like, you more aggressive. I'm like bitchy or meet someone that I really like. And I'll be like, you're a fucking piece of shit, you fucking dickhead. My name's Helen, what's up? And they're like, fuck off. And I'm like, yeah, no, 100%. Oh, that's I good. think I take, my housemate thinks I take three meetings to like me. Yeah. Which is, it's a long time. That's good. That's a good number. Do you think three? No. I mean, because you not you don't often see the same person three times in a row. No. If, if romantic comedies, if you were in a romantic comedy, I don't think there would be the rest of the movie because uh, the first time they would take three meetings and the script would be like, the script supervisor would be like, there's no way we can fit this much. Right? Into the, we it's got, too we got much. 90 pages we got to fill in here. <laughs> Um, but I always thought that was just my insecurity. And then I was filming something and they were naming it and they were like basing it off me as a personality. Yeah. And I thought, let's call it something really high concept and really cool, like high drama or something like that. Yeah. And they were like, let's Her call name it is small. High drama. <laughs> the name of the character is high yeah. drama. And then they were like, let's call it small doses because you can only be handled in small doses. And I was like, I'll kill myself. Do you know what I find <laughs> really difficult when you don't, when you don't, I think I didn't know this until I like left uni or yeah. meet the right friends. The, the first friends to like call you out in your personality are like the worst people in the world because you're like coasting through life, happy-go-lucky, and they go, you know, you do that thing sometimes when people are around you and you do that and you go, do I? Oh, am I am I too much energy? Am I too mm-hmm. loud in this? Mm-hmm. And then they go, yeah, you you kind of are, and then you you go, oh no, but because there's a healthy amount of that that's mm-hmm. needed. Like I used to, I know that you're a big fan of Disney. Oh my god. I uh, once sang in front of my housemates um, and uh, a friend who was staying over. Uh, the entirety of the Be Our Guest uh, <gasps> thing. Yeah. And it was really Did you energetic. Do the voices and everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Oh, my God. Gorgeous. So cute. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did all that. And then my f- three of them left the room. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, this is too much. This is but too much. I get that people say that's too much, but I do the same thing. And it's only because I love them so much. Yeah. I think, let's enjoy a special show. But yeah. the arrogance of me the, thinking the they special, would enjoy me the doing the show. show. <laughs> the special show is you. Let's enjoy the special show of me. Yeah, but it's a great song. It is a great song. Like, and if anything, our personalities are just adding to it. But exactly. I've had a lot of people like come over and leave before I thought they I would. I think there's um there's something I found is that if you're really if you like to be high energy, I don't I, I've sort of go up and down with it sometimes. I think it depends how I'm feeling confidence wise. But if you like to be high energy, mm-hmm. you have to be respectful that not everyone's in the same mood that you are. <laughs> but and I'm I, and I think 30 that's like, and that's, I still can't figure it out. That's a good friendship lesson I learned. But the problem is it's, it's kind of subdued me now to the point where I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that and people are like, No, 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 that's okay that you kind of like you have like I have like friends of mine who are like, No, we need you to bring that more back. Mm-hmm. And I have other friends who are like Calm, calm down a bit. Yeah, but it's like different friends for different and things. By other friends, I mean my mother. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh my god! I'm joking. Um, you have to have your mom on. I do want to have my mom on. 
really cute. Uh, what was I going to say? So I want to put your life. I like to do this as well at the start. I like to put your life in a bit of context. Oh my god. Okay. So where were you born? Uh, Tooting. Tooting. Yeah. In South London. South South London. <laughs> St. Uh, George's Hospital. I've been to St. George's Thank Hospital you very a number much. of times. You're welcome Thank for you. your service. Thank I don't you know so it. much. No, it's Thank a lovely the hospital. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it is nice. And uh, <laughs> so you were born there. Yeah. You grew up there. Mm-mm. Where'd you grow up? Fleet. Fleet? It's a service station on the M3. You grew up in a service station. There's a town just behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a service station town yeah. in northeast Hampshire. No uh, one really knows it. It's near yeah. Basingstoke and Wait. Farnborough and Aldershot. Fleet. I think I've heard of Fleet. Is that near South West London? It's it's just outside the M25. Have you heard of Radio Jackie, perchance? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's Radio Jackie? Radio Jackie is a radio station that I did uh, traffic and travel announcements for for a while. Shut up. Yeah, and they... Um, they, uh, I think Fleet was covered in their area. We did 96.4 The Eagle and 210 FM. They were our local radio station. I don't know what Jackie was. I think it was 103. I'm sorry, something. mate. I'm yeah. sorry. We don't, ca- we don't touch don't, those I don't hundreds. know what to say. Like, I just... It's okay. The 96.4 The Eagle was great. Like, we didn't need... What did you like about that station? They were the ones that played the hits and also... I mean, <laughs> I only totally fucking... What, I you really sound like you're just quoting the, the hits. They played Shaggy, It Wasn't Me. And then they would do adverts for the local garden centre. <laughs> that was it. I loved your, like, your reminiscent <laughs> description of it. Oh... The ego. They were the ones that played the hits. <laughs> and also they were like, this is way back in the day where like if a school was closed because of snow, they'd yeah. announce it on the radio in the morning. Yeah. But our school never closed because of snow. Because it was just... It was just, it was too local. Everyone could make it. Like there was mm. no excuse and it was always really annoying. Yeah. But then again, snow at school is fun. Snow at school is fun because you get to go out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you grew up uh, in Fleet. Yes. Is that where you? Sp- so I know that you have a German connection yes. in your family. So yes. Who's the German? Who's who's the German? <laughs> How's the Deutsche? Um, my grandparents, but they are w- like raised my dad and his siblings in the UK. So like they my German connection is very loose. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Um, They're not Nazis, is basically what I'm trying to say. Whenever you say grandparents, yeah. everyone's like, well, let's figure out the dates. Like, have... they, they're like Nazi sympathizers, which I think's better. It's better? I think they were Nazi sympathizers because they didn't change their surname to an English spelling. So it felt like they were just sort of hedging their bets to see who won the war. And then they could be like, we love Germany. Or like, oh, yes, England. Like, I think they were like planning yeah. which one to go for. The more you talk, the less... I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I found out in my family, apparently. Uh, so obviously, I have Austrian heritage. Yeah, which is like arguably worse. Arguably worse. Um, we started it. You finished. <laughs> no, um, I, I found out that we have a... Um, we had like a, a not direct blood connection, but like an in-law of, it, of like a, a relative of an in-law. Oh, my God. That was like a mid-weight Nazi. Stop. Yeah. Oh my god! I know. That's my fear. This is why, even it's, if it's, I become successful and get asked to do, who do you think you are? Yeah. I can't do it. What is who do you think you are? It's a show in the UK. They got one in. I don't know what the American version is called, and they go through your family history. Oh yeah. And they always find someone who was like either did something amazing or was like a victim, and you, obviously you want your family member to be a victim. Yeah. There's a great episode of Sarah Jessica Parker finding out that her family was involved in the Salem witch trials. Yeah. And she's like, please let them be burnt at the stake. Please <laughs> let them be like, You don't want to be the accuser. Yeah, yeah. They don't have it in Germany. They have it in basically every country. Because like course. Germany, they go back one generation. They're like, oh, Auschwitz, <laughs> scheiße. Like they yeah. can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could never go on it. Because the shit they'll find is going to be bad realistically, isn't it? Yeah, I think I have the advantage that my father's family, I think, is actually Polish heritage. Oh, lucky and then my um, piece of shit. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> and then my um, my mother's side of the family. They are um, they are Slovenian, but they uh, they had to leave after the Second World War because the partisans came and took over Slovenia and Yugoslavia oh, was formed. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I'm actually so been a really tough time for me recently. Yeah, I can tell you're like um, going through it. Uh, but uh, so you were raised basically. Did you just grow up in Fleet then? I did. Like, uh, mainly in Fleet. Like, yeah. uh, half my family are also Malaysian, and we spent a lot of time there. What? Until I was 11. I know. It's so weird, isn't it? Like, Malaysian, Malaysian? Malaysian, Malaysian. Chinese Malay, but yeah. Malay. Mainly Malay. Yeah. Okay, so... 
in uh, Kuala Lumpur, just so north of So did you go to school there? <laughs> Not really, no. I went to school in Fleet and then like the summers and stuff was all in Malaysia. <laughs> what, a, what a glorious lifestyle. It sounds so weird. You know what's funny? Is often when people go to an exotic location on a holiday home, <laughs> where they live at home is, is, is really kind of nice as well. I know. But we, we live in Fleet and we, <laughs> we fucking... So we, we'd uh, go stay with family. We, su- in... we summer in, in Malaysia. Because <laughs> my uncle worked in the... It's called the Cameron Highlands, like by Ipo, and yeah. it's like a tea plantation. <laughs> But we'd we'd spend like our time. <laughs> Sounds so weird. And then we'd go back to the service station. All right. Um, so then, what were you? What were you like growing up? Were you this kind of? Were you because I? This is why I mentioned the thing about. Uh, I think I see people wanting to be friends with you. Were you growing up? Were people? Do people want to be friends with you? I mean, what were you like? I, I fucking hope so because I'm still friends with everyone from like year R. Yeah. Like I still hang out with my group of friends from school. Like tonight, yeah. I'm going for dinner with two of them. Um, like. I was, my mum says I wasn't always this confident. Apparently age three, I was really scared. Mm. And then she's got this really sweet story, which I'm sure has changed through her telling it to me. I'm sure it wasn't this adorable that I arrived at some sort of play group and I was like not letting go of her legs. And she was like, just take a deep breath and go say, hi, my name's Helen. <laughs> and then I went, <gasps> and like toddled off and went, oh, my name's Helen. And then apparently I've never looked back. Aww. That's her story. That's really sweet. But I was always very chatty. I'd always like invite people to play and hang out, very outgoing. And then very lucky, I just had a really nice year group at school and we all hang out the entire time. And you still hang out with some of them? I still do. That's I still really nice. do. I mean, I, we left a couple. Like. So then, um, who would you say was your first friend? <gasps> oh my God, my mother. No, she's a fucking cunt. Um, <laughs> could you imagine if I was like, my mum's my best friend? I just, but that's I, your shtick. I just said that joke <laughs> earlier. And that's, I. <laughs> Yeah, but I think your mum's nice, isn't she? I don't want to go into this. Okay, oh my god. My mum has made it repeatedly clear to me over the years. She's like, I'm your mum, I'm not your friend. And I'm like, no, I didn't want you to be my friend either. Like, fuck off. And then she would mock other women who were best friends with their daughter. She's like, God, can they not meet anyone else? Fucking hell. Yeah, I feel that, um, Celia, my girlfriend, has said that often as well. She thinks it's really funny when people are like best friends with their it mother. Is weird. And her argument is, is that um, you're biologically programmed to like this thing. And so that's going to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so then who, if not your mother? Okay, first friend would either be Sophia Ward or Emma Black, who I'm still really good friends with. Oh, that's good. And but so, that's through like living on the same road and then being like down the street yeah. and going to school together. Yeah. And, and what was it? Do you remember meeting them for the first time as friends? Or? Oh my God, I was like three, four. Yeah. So absolutely not. I remember meeting one of my good friends, Anna Grant, when she arrived at school when we were in year three. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you... I find obviously when you're younger, your friendships are kind of based around being, you know, approximately the same height and being sort <laughs> same of age. same age. And so, you know, maybe favorite color. Yeah. Maybe you might discriminate <laughs> as far as favorite color. But do you, are there people, it's going to sound a bit brutal, but were there people that you were friends with then that you're sort of uh, not friends with now? Oh, there are people in my year at school who, like, we haven't fallen out, but we've just grown apart because yeah. we've just lived such different lives. Yeah. Like, you go through school and you all live in the same area, you run into houses every single time. And then there was this, like, moment when so many of the people I went to school with went off to university and I didn't go to university. And I was like, oh, that's fine. We'll see each other in the summers. But then the reality of me paying rent and working meant that I wasn't free yeah. for the whole summer. Mm. So I definitely like went through a phase of like losing a bit of contact yeah. with them. And it would just sort of became like a different friendship because they were all going on like holidays together in the summer using their student loans and then I couldn't go. So there was that shift. But then they eventually finished uni and came back to London. And both of everyone was working and everyone was working (laughs) but i was i mean i was working as a waitress so it was a bit of a nightmare as well in a a cocktail bar i wish are you (laughs) fucking kidding no they never let me near the alcohol just like serving like meat like a (laughs) dinner lady um it was amazing though (laughs) i did a lot of meat service it was fucking disgusting (laughs) what was it is it because is there anything about you you think that made them go oh that's the meat girl <laughs> i think it's just my general vibe yeah. they were like oh she'll clean pots and pans and i was like 100 percent, i will <laughs> like but then i went through a very long barista phase mm. like that was my shtick for years yeah. and then i switched it up now i'm realizing that maybe i'm a bad friend because all my friends came to london we were hanging out there for a couple of years and then i moved to germany so how long did you live in germany for just three years yeah. like Gosh. not long so this is what i want to ask then so because uh, i i still want to ask about the the the, the malaysian Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to ask about Malaysian Helen. <laughs> Malaysian <laughs> Helen. I haven't heard that, that name in years. 
<laughs> uh, did you find that in the summertime, obviously, you were you were living it up in Malaysia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you find that you had? Uh, did you find that you were different? You know what I mean. You have different friends in different places sometimes. And did you think that that was different? The friends you had there. Could you not? Could you not tell the other friends about it? How did you? How did you balance? So that? it was mainly family. So I've got loads yeah. of cousins in Malaysia yeah. as well as the UK, and we would all hang out with each other. We're all similar age. Yeah. So I guess the only shift was the fact that I was like one of the younger cousins in mm. Malaysia. So I wasn't as much in charge because they would know where to go and what to do, and I wouldn't know as much. And also, the wildlife in Malaysia hates me, and everyone thought that I was like a precious little princess, but I wasn't. Everything was trying to kill me. Like uh, insects and. Yeah, there was like this bat in the ceiling and then because I was like the only blonde one in the family because yeah. like all the Malaysians have like dark hair right and my brother and sister had brown hair but I was blonde and then all my Chinese aunties used to like take me out on parade and pass me around restaurants to their friends because if you touch gold it gets brought gold so then I became this absolute that spoiled <laughs> this fucking bullshit yeah. but I respect your culture auntie thought um and they'd pass me around, and then apparently by the end of each summer, I'd become such a dick that, like, I was like, I'm the tiny blonde princess of the oh family. And then I would, like, insist on only one auntie brushing my hair. Like, apparently that was a phase I went through. That's fucking oh, disgusting, oh isn't my it? Goodness. And then come back to the UK, and I'm ten a penny. Like, oh, fucking devastating. That's probably the biggest change, is I became a brat every summer. <laughs> That's really funny that that happened. Well, it's it's a very specific perspective being the only white blonde girl in a very small suburb of KL called uh, Stapak near Wangsamadu LRT station. <laughs> I like how most people when they throw out um, when they you know they go on like uh, trips and stuff. Yeah. They throw out names of like exotic places and they do it like I'm like you haven't heard of this place, but you're doing it like. You're, I think every time you're saying it, you're going, I'm a piece of crap. For saying I'm this. a piece I'm, of crap. I'm saying this next name of this city or uh, town place. I'm just I'm just saying it so that I don't get messed and people be like, where exactly are your family? It's like, we've just done it now. Well, why would you give that information out willingly then? They're, still, they're not going to figure out they're on Jalambunga Kantan. They're on Jalambunga Kantan. Yeah, that's their street uh, name. Now there was that little <laughs> attitude. There was that little, like, gap your attitude in there. <laughs> Um, so you had a, you had these friends, and then you've so I know that you speak German. You've lived in Germany. Mm -hmm. Have you found that you um, you act as a friend, or you have different friends in different languages? I definitely went to Germany and completely picked a new personality. Did you? I definitely and, went for a new vibe. And what was the new vibe? So it took me a couple of months to transition because I moved with a friend from the UK, so I had to still be myself for her. Yeah. And then I decided I sort of like went physical first. I decided to go really thin and have long dark brown hair, mm. which was just such a change of pace for me. Yeah. And then. I was like, I'm going to be the crazy sex girl. I'm going to be so fuckable. It's insane because I'm so naturally frigid. Like, I'm such a frigid bitch. And I went through this really, like, sexually liberated phase. But then I started to stand up and it all got ruined because then you've got to go back to being yourself. Yeah. But I was making friends with these, like, really cool, like, international women who were just like, who gives a fuck what anyone thinks? And I was like, I don't give a fuck either. And I tried to become a drug taker. I really wanted to be a weed smoker. I still do. Yeah. But it just makes me feel sick and paranoid. I love the idea. I think you're probably the first person ever who's sought out the becoming an addict. No, I think other people have tried it. Really? I think I'm the only one that's brave enough to be honest. <laughs> but like everyone only has smoked weed everywhere and I was like, the idea of weed is so good for me. The idea that you can just like smoke something in the evening and go to bed all yeah. relaxed. But it was a disaster. Um, I went through a lot of throwing up on stomachs trying to give blowjobs after weed. Like it was bad. It was a bad year. I, I love how you don't know what to do right now. I have no idea what to do right now because that is a... <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next question. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see his little face? And I was like, I've got to say it. It's my, honest. You know, what I, you know what I genuinely the thought that went through my mind was? I was like, mommy, please get me out of here. <laughs> I genuinely thought, Have you never had a babe throw up on your tum? No. Oh, yeah. No, they're me neither. Yeah. I've not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. I've thrown up on my own. <laughs> no, I've never. Uh, I've never had that happen. I don't know what that says about what I'm offering. <laughs> but I try different personalities all the time. Yeah. But like you always revert back to yourself. So then who would be, um, so from the German, <laughs> we have uh, Malaysian Helen and we have, now we have German Helen. <laughs> what, um, who was a friend of yours in Germany that you made quite quickly on? Oh my God. Oh, there's an amazing girl called Layla who I loved. 
Yeah, yeah. she's a fucking babe. And um, what was it about Layla that you were like, I want to be friends with this girl? She was so fun and she's yeah. so giggly. And I think I had this awful thing when someone finds things funny, I want to hang out with them. Yeah. This is before I was even doing stand-up, but I was like, she thinks I'm funny. This is so yeah, great. Yeah. And she was the same as me as far as she was living in Berlin um, had moved over with a friend. Her friend had also just left. Mine had left. So we sort of like were building up our new friendship circle. So we sort of needed each other. Yeah. That sounds awful, doesn't no, it? No, no, no. I, I understand. Do you know what I was I was just thinking about in um in those cases when you have um when you have a friend who you need each other. Yeah. But the worst is that when you realize you don't need each other and the friendship breaks apart. Or what you were talking about earlier, when I um when you meet somebody and they laugh at your jokes and stuff, this is how I felt when I first met you and even when I first met Michael Dwala as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh, they're laughing at my jokes. I want to be friends with this person. But then you talk to someone else and they go, oh, they laugh at everybody's stuff. Go, <gasps> oh. They didn't say that about you. They didn't oh, say that about you. <laughs> but, but when you meet somebody and they're like, oh, they laugh at everybody. Oh, you're, you're no, that person's a dick. You're nothing, says that. You're nothing special. No, you mean nothing to them. Mm -mm. Um, and mm -mm. you're like, oh, oh. Sometimes I worry. You know when you do like um, when you do like a generalization. Hey, you guys ever notice? And then you say something, and people are like, I think that's you have a fucked up friend. <laughs> you have someone in your life who's really negative. You have to have one fucked up friend though. Yeah, I agree. Who's Ooh. your fucked up friend though? I've got a couple, and I sort of keep them. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely never managed to, like, let a friend go. Really? Like, I've thought about it before. Cause see, people are talking about it so much now. Like, oh, a toxic friend, yeah. and you let them go. And I just sort of, like, keep them, because they're good value. Yeah. You know, and they're fun. I'm not going to list who my toxic friends are, obviously. Yeah. But I have a couple that whenever I hang around with them, I always feel shit at the end of it. <laughs> like, they've just told so much shit to me. I Or I hate it. I've got a couple of friends who always give me loads of secrets and information that I don't want. Yeah. Like I don't want to hear all the details of your private life or yeah. someone else's private life because yeah. I know I, I can't be trusted with that information. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate that. So come on out. Tell me. <laughs> what do you like, know? People who offload loads of really like deep personal secrets on you and you're like, yeah. okay, my close friends hundred percent, but we don't know each other well enough for you to give me this absolute yeah. bomb of information. <laughs> like, I, I agree. It's like when you see strangers on the street and they just start telling you like their life story and you're like Oh no! Don't do it! Don't, Don't do, do it! It's too much. Um, well, then I guess what do you what do you value in a friend? Oh my god! I like a friend who's like generous and happy just to chill, yeah. like just to hang out. Because I am so energetic. I am insane on my first couple of meetings. Mm -hmm. But I love a friend that you can do like the big late wine night chats with. Yeah, those are good. But I think kindness. I like a kind friend. So you're not one of these people who um, I was talking about this with Michael as well on the on the previous the previous pod, uh, that uh, there are these people who are like, do what do you value more? Uh, what is it? It's like it's like loyalty yeah. or uh, like uh, like honesty and trustworthiness. Can I have both, though? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you don't mind being with a total asshole if they're loyal to you? Well, I don't think I have a friend who's not loyal. What do you mean? Like someone who would just like ditch me in a moment of crisis? Or... No, is, is loyal, so wouldn't do that. Oh, no, I'd want someone loyal, for sure. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Cause I think sometimes I find that my friends fall into kind of, um, into kind of, they kind of fall, like I have like cat friends and dog friends. Like <laughs> um, some of my, my cat friends are friends who are like, I think probably a lot of people I went to school with because when I went to school, a lot of us, we all moved in different countries now. Yeah. And some of them stuck together. But my cat friends are like people, I never message them. Yeah. But if we're in the same city, we hang out, we meet out. Nice. Uh, meet out. <laughs> Meet up. Meow. Yeah. Meow. Yeah, it was cute. It was cute. I liked yeah. it. Uh, and we um, and it's like it's it's right back where it started. It's like with with a, with a cat. I think. Like, yeah. You know when I'm at, when they come to you, they're like, oh, we're good. And then you, I have like friends who are like are like they need. They, I need to constantly check up on them, make sure they're okay. That is such a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah I've got cat friends and dog friends, but yeah. I think I'm a cat friend naturally to most people. Like I'm a dog when you first meet me, but I do disappear quite consistently. I'd love it if, if, if we're just talking, I ask you a question and just poof, and you just, <laughs> just vanish. Like, I'm just not that, like... Do you enjoy your solo time then? I do. Mm. I didn't think I did, like, my entire life. And then I'm like, no, actually, I do. I was just trying to force, like, the social interactions. Yeah. But, like, I definitely, like, if someone's there, then I want to hang out with them. But I am fine having a night in. But I think that's also yeah. come with age and maturity and being like, it is tiring being out in the world sometimes. It is. I wanted to. I'm just going to check my phone to make sure that, that we uh, I get the right questions because there's a few I wanted to ask you. Oh my god! I know, right? Should it's we just do quick fire and I'll just list yeah, the we'll worst do, people we'll, in my life? Yeah. Sure. Vittorio Angeloni. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, or should we just go around and say what we thought about each other when we first met? Like super I, toxic. Uh, no, do not do it. Okay, I thought you wanted to. <laughs> if you like this podcast, you can help support it on Patreon. Uh, Patreon subscribers get the full episode at length uh, with nothing nothing missing, nothing trimmed off, off the top or the bottom or in the middle. And you get it as a video as well. Uh, we have a special deal going for the first 20 Patreon subscribers. Uh, you only pay £5 a month and you get the same as the £15 a month uh, Friend for Life membership. So it's a great deal. And it gives you all the bonuses uh, plus bonus features uh, that are coming down the line and merch when it becomes available. So if you enjoy the podcast and you want to support it and you want to be a friend for life, you can support it through that. Like I said, first 20 subscribers get special deals. So come and help support the podcast. What, this is a this is a tough one, but okay. I, I did send this to you beforehand. Um, when was the time you were a shitty friend? Oh my god, all the time. Really? I mean, the moment I started stand up comedy, I think, was when I announced myself to all my friends. Hey, I'm going to be a shit friend from now onwards. Yeah. Like I started pursuing it, and then realizing. So I started in Germany, where you don't have to bring people to gigs. Does everyone listening to this know what bringers are? Um, a bringer. Uh, is a gig, a stand-up comedy show where you have to bring a friend in order to perform. So them's the rules. And they Ding! <laughs> Ding! Definition. Bringer. <laughs> it's such... We use it so much that yeah. I'm like, people won't know what this word yeah. means. Um, so there was no bringer gigs there. So my friends in Germany would come every now and again. If a friend was visiting, they'd come to a gig. But like, friends would be visiting from the UK, who I hadn't seen in like months. And then I'd make them go to a comedy show in the evening because I wanted to try out seven minutes on my clip. Oh. And it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, but I was so obsessed. And then... Have you apologized since then? No, <laughs> God, no. God, no. Fuck them. You know, they got a show. And then this is what I'm saying. I'm a bad friend because I still do it. Yeah, you double like, down. <laughs> basically, like, my friends... And then I'd come over to the UK because I was like, oh, I want to try stand-up in the UK. And I entered the competitions, the, yeah. the newcomer competitions. When I was still living in Germany, because I thought you only got, had one year to do them, to yeah. very seriously. And um, flying over, so friends who I hadn't seen in like years at this point, they'd have to come and be my bringer and not talk to me because mm. I would be standing there with a notepad and they'd be like, oh, sh well, you've done your set, should we just leave now? And I'm like, no, we have to stay and support everyone. You cannot talk to me. Like, it's so self-obsessed. Yeah. And then... I've missed so many birthday parties. Like, I'm finally readdressing it now. Yeah. Are you making time? I'm making time now, That's but good. it's still, like, every now and again, I will look at my diary and I'll be like, oh, this is not good. Oh. My work-life balance is bad. I'm sorry to hear that, but I think it's also, I think people understand. In general, they do. But I also understand there's been a couple of times where they're like, you haven't made it to the last four birthdays. And what if Not you... for one friend, but yeah. like just in general. And I'm like, how do yeah. you How do you respond to that then? I, I have been dicky before and been like, well, I don't ask you to take Tuesday morning off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. But it also came, same with every comedian, with me then becoming really close friends with comedians. Yeah. So then... We'd all be on the same schedule. So I feel like I've got loads of friend time because yeah. it's during the day. But I definitely feel like every now and again, my friends are like, when are you free to come down? And I'm like, oh. And then I'll like look at like, oh, I can go visit my friend in Brighton. How oh, I've got a gig then, so that'd be perfect. And it's like, no, because that means that like we hang out and then I run off and do a show. Like it's not the yeah. same. And it I think, isn't the same, but I think it's it's better. I think it's better. I think, think? I, I've 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 visited friends a few times when I've done the gig. And you know, I kind of like it because you know, after about two hours with a friend, <laughs> you know, you need a little break, a little palate cleanser. We have lots of like long phone calls. My friends are all very like chatty on the phone. Oh, that's good. Um, and luckily, my two closest friends both do something similar, mm. like not comedy, but they get it. Um, they wanted to do comedy, but you said no. I'm <laughs> the only one. Actually, I've had two friends start since really? I started. Yeah. Are they good? Very good. Good. Very Excellent. good. Uh, so then, uh, I know I keep taking out my phone. For, I, no obviously worries. Obviously, listeners can't see it. But, but that's what everyone's going to say, isn't it? You become a dickhead when you start doing stand-up comedy. Like, you've just become so career-focused yeah. for a while. You said that... career. You did not say career. <laughs> well, it is career-focused. <laughs> Anyone so who says they're not career-focused is fucking lying. But, like, uh, you feel like, oh, I've got to go to the chuckle factory in fucking Bracknell for an unpaid 10 instead of going to my friend's 30th. Like... <laughs> Uh, so these are these are two um, these are two quick fire ones. Uh, this is kind of I got this at a job interview actually, and I think this has replaced the um, best qualities, worst qualities okay. uh, questions. So I got asked. This is the first one I got asked in a job interview, and I think it'd be interesting for you. On a good day, how would your friends describe you in three words? Fun, loud, 
big breasted. That's Great. one word. <laughs> sure, let's do it. And then I was in the interview, and they said, "All right, Philip. So on a bad day, how would your friends describe you in three in three words?" And then I said to the interviewer, "Can we go back to the last question?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Did you get the job? Uh, no, 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 I said I said it as a joke. Like I was. Thank I was God. Playing, so Thank I was like, "Oh, I think I preferred the last question." <laughs> uh, and then they laughed. So uh, on a bad day, Helen, how would your friends describe you in three words? Um, distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God. Uh... Lazy, yeah, <laughs> maybe like a lazy friend, and like overbearing as well. Yeah. Distracted and overbearing—that's a weird combination. Yeah, great. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's. I want to move. I think uh, we got ten minutes, right? Yeah, but it's me after, so just whatever. Hey so, now. Hey, Vittorio. Don't you talk to my friend Vittorio like that? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm overbearing as far as I used to give a lot of advice to friends like i know what you should do with your relationship despite the fact i've never had a successful relationship but i'll be like this is what we need to do and now i'm like i've calmed it down a bit that's good <laughs> yeah. all right so i'm going to do this one and then we're going to move on to our friend okay our friend I'm, ready, I'm ready so this question is i want you to build your worst friend <laughs> what are the worst characteristics in a friend but you'd still be friends with them oh my god oh or what are things like you you know like uh, you just can't help yourself if your friend is like this you're still gonna be friends with them okay. i'm still friends with people who i've told things to that i'm like please just keep this to yourself this is really personal yeah. to me or like how i'm feeling or like my mental health day and then they have gone on to tell other people and i'm like i i'm not gonna ditch you because obviously you can't help but tell people but yeah. it's like I, now I can't tell you that again, yeah. but I do. <laughs> like it's just a just circle of myself. shit. I just but can't someone who you talk to and then they tell everyone else yeah. your stuff. I hate that. Mm. I hate it. Yeah. That is uh, that is that is annoying. So we're going on to now to the next section, which okay. is uh, a friend in need. If you want to get involved with a friend in need, you can sign up using the Google sign up form. Yeah. Uh, which if you go on my Instagram, which is at cheesecakepck, if you go on my link tree, and it'll just be there, a friend in need. And the photo for that is, I think it's just two people shaking hands, being friends. That's really helping sweet. Helping each other out. So a friend in need is we have had some listeners uh, get in contact with okay. either friendship problems or general life problems. Okay. And they're here to ask for your advice, Helen. Okay. Oh so the first one is actually from a fan of yours called Lucy. Oh, hi, Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Shout hey, out. Hey, babes. And she was uh, asking for this. This is so I asked her, what can we help you with? And she said, what's your advice on being best friends with someone, but in fact, you're not best friends at all anymore, as life has happened and you're both on different paths and are not as close anymore, but you've been friends in school and have been branded as best friends by default. The communication is more forced and not natural anymore. Yeah. It feels like an effort. Can you break up with friends? And if so, how? I don't think this needs to be a breakup, though. Mm. Like, my close friends, we've gone through periods of, like, just not seeing each other for a couple of months or just, yeah. like, a random text message. And sometimes when you do meet up with that person that you were so close to, it is a bit stilted and awkward at first because yeah. you've got so much to catch up on yeah. and you both feel slightly guilty. But it's fine. Your friendship is just changing. Yeah. It might come back around. You need to break up with them. Yeah, I don't think you need to break up. Um, Unless they've got like a best friend necklace that you've shared. And in which case, go to their house and, they've, and fucking and they, cut it off. And they've thrown it into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> and they sent you a picture like uh, in Lord of the Rings, yeah. dropping it into Mordor. I think um, I think there's the, the question, because obviously I read them uh, beforehand. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's something I find interesting. I like the idea of being perceived as friends, mm -hmm. but not friends. There's part of me that feels like this is a bit... Um, it's a bit like when you're a kid and your mom's like, oh, aren't you friends with them? And you're like, oh, I'm not friends with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that sort of... We there's... had that with family friends. And I'm like, you can play with her all day. And I'm like, she's a fucking cunt. Yeah, like, she's, she's seven even, she and a dick. And she doesn't even have blonde hair and blue eyes. So I'm <laughs> obviously not going to play with her. <laughs> Actually, what I was thinking you're of talking, is brunette. You're talking to the Aryan goddess over here. <laughs> Um, oh my god, I'm the worst. I'm literally the worst. <laughs> but there's, um, there's, so there's that aspect of being perceived as sort of best friends. Mm -hmm. um, I, I agree. I think, I think there are times when you sort of think, oh, I've, I think certain friendships, it's, I've met people and I've had a friend as well that I've ended the friendship with. Yeah. And um, sometimes it is necessary because it isn't a good friendship anymore. You don't get along with a person. I think it's very rare that you end a friendship because often they just fizzle out. Um, but um, I would say that a lot of the times with friends, you could just, if you just go for like a drink with them and you just meet and you chat and you sort of yeah. break that awkwardness, then it's kind of okay. I think it's okay. And this is someone who's done you a massive wrong, in which case then, yeah, just be like, hey. Yeah, I think so this is my rule generally. So like if they do you a massive wrong or they or they even have shitty behavior, because mm -hmm. sometimes I think it's, that's what I've I've had in the past. I've had friends who've acted shitty and yeah. I've not stood up to them. And that's why I think Dumbledore's quote is so good about Neville Longbottom where he says, <laughs> What do you say? It's harder to stand up to your. Is that what you're laughing at? Yeah, it's just a funny quote to bring up. 
Yeah, but it's very true. It's actually it? fucking adorable, okay? <laughs> but it's very true, isn't it? It's really hard to stand up to an enemy, but it's harder to stand up to a friend. Yes. Right? It is. I think that's true. Actually, I have not stood up to friends in the past where yeah. I should have done. Yeah. Um, and then I like resent them for it slightly. Exactly, even though it's your well, it's sort of, sort of your, your own fault, but also it's difficult. And I'd say that like um, in that kind of a situation, if you stand up to your friend and you say this is wrong behavior and they keep doing it, then you're kind of in the position where you're like, I'm by association. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so there's that aspect of it. I think you have to give friendships a chance, though, because they're like anything. And they're also, there's often a reason that you're st you wanted to be friends with them. If you were best friends growing up, that's what I wanted to ask you actually as well about your friendships is that, do you, you know, you're friends with people now that you grew up with. I am, yeah, that is still like my core group. And is it because your personality is still gel or is it because of the history that was there? It's a combination of both, yeah. 100%. Like yeah. we are good friends we have a insanely long history together at this point but also like we love each other very yeah like unrequitedly and we can not talk to the for ages and it's still fine and okay. i think because we did everything together for so long yeah but i would say i'm on the outskirts of my school friendship group just naturally through what i do yeah. like they're working nine to fives and i'm not and they've they're buying and i'm not like yeah. we're always at odds each other, but I just get to be their weird little clown friend. You know, yeah, I add yeah, spice get, to the group. <laughs> you get to be the Phoebe. Yeah, <laughs> get to be the Phoebe. I was always a fucking Phoebe. Um, so what advice would you say to this person? Then? Oh, I've say? changed my mind entirely. Ditch them. Ditch this fucking friend. I said, cut them off. <laughs> You're getting, you need to fucking get rid of that person from your life. No, I will say this. As someone who is friends with so many people they grew up with, like, just because it's not gelling at the moment, just, you might want them at some point, yeah. or they might need you at some point. And, you never know when that's gonna be. Like yeah. you get older, like this is someone you've known your entire life. They know your family, like families change, deaths happen, it's all very sad and you might need that person yeah. and they might need you. So like, don't cut it off if you don't have to. I say, yeah, I say this is what happened uh, last week as well. Send with them the, a nice card for every with, birthday. With the, I think just talk to them. I think it's weird yeah. we don't talk about friendships as like, I mean, we always talk about relationships and communications and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but it's a big part of friendship as well. Yeah. Like, talking to them. So talk to them, see how you feel. If you feel that they're a wrong person, maybe maybe as Helen said, fucking get rid of them. <laughs> but also like they'll know you so well, they'll be able to give you advice better than any friend you've That's just true. met. That's what I found interesting. I've sometimes found that I want to like get rid of older friends and stuff. And then I met up with them and then I say, you know, I'm going through this tough period of my life or whatever. And they say, um, you know, you've always been like that. Yeah. Or this and that. And mm -hmm. you go like, oh, it's so annoying that you know this mm -hmm. and that you were able to do this. Mm -hmm. But then you kind of go, oh, well, I do need this person. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, just try it out. Give it another shot. Um, we have another uh, question here um, <gasps> from a guy called Harry. Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. Shout out to Harry, bro. Um, <laughs> and he says, uh, this is what he needs help with. Okay. He says, every job I've ever had has come with imposter syndrome, both in the run-up and intermittently during. Some days I'll have pure unbridled confidence that I'm the man for the job, while the next <laughs> I genuinely wonder why I'm in my industry. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I know why you're laughing. Um, I, I guess, don't, we all get that, yeah. right? Like, I guess a lot of that is to do with anything creative being largely subjective, but yeah. I wondered what you think on this. As a comedian, I can imagine you likely have some wisdom to share. So I will, I will say this at the start. You it. have achieved a decent level of success in comedy. <laughs> well, but there's more to, you've, like compared to me, Oh my god, that really came off. No, I loved it. I didn't mean it. It was very Austrian. <laughs> You've done all right for yourself, babe. You're all right. You're not, not, you're not made it. That's all but I mean, you're, but you're, very, you're very successful in the UK, right? I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, really not helped myself, have I? Oh my god. It's, you know, I'm actually doing shows in Germany next week, and this is really useful for me to get ready for like hanging out with the German comics. <laughs> like, I haven't been back in like uh, two years because of COVID, and I know I'm going to go back, and they're going to be like, well, someone did a poll. I'm lucky that you're visiting us. Like, I just know I'm going to get a bit of that shit. Do, so I, I'm like, I, I need to um, I thicken up my skin a little. No, I need to thicken up my skin. Right, I have to. Good. I have well, that's, to. Well, that's why I've done it. Oh, fucking hell. No, you've, uh, you're, uh, you know, whatever. You're, you're... But I'm celebrity pointless, you fucking cunt. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what pointless is. No, I didn't either. I watched an episode the night before. It's it's not great. Um, um, yeah, go on. So, so I would say that I think you're in a better position to suffer from imposter syndrome. Um, I just think it's other the, people. Are. But as what Harry said, like some days I will be walking to a gig and be like, I guess I've completed comedy. I don't. I guess I just can't die I've on stage. It. And then I go on, and then they all just boo you off. Like yeah. it's just it's constantly like. And I just think the most important thing is like. People are always trying to be that really confident yeah. version of themselves, but that's not nice for people to be around. Like yeah. being vulnerable is so important. And if you're constantly like, 
It's usually insecurities, but if you don't feel any imposter syndrome and you're constantly like, I deserve this, I'm the fucking best. Yeah. If you believe that success, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Like, we've all seen it happen. And obviously, I'm only going to speak about comedy because it's the only industry I know with the creativeness. But like, people who were like, I deserve this, I'm really good, I've earned every second of this. They believe what they're doing is amazing. They kind of plateau pretty quickly. Mm. You've got to be self-aware enough to keep working harder. And like, however funny your show is, you you always miss some jokes. Yeah. You always didn't make that one person laugh. It can always be better. And if you think you're crushing it, you're probably not going to get any better. Yeah. That being said, you also need enough of an ego to get on stage every night. And it is a fucking hard tightrope. Yeah. But I think if you feel like an imposter as well as super confident, then you're probably on the right side of things. So run with it. Run with it. Run with the awkwardness of feeling powerful. Like, yeah. you know you know what it's like? You'll go to gigs where you feel like, yeah, this bill I feel comfortable with. I know this crowd. I can do what I want. Yeah. Other bills you go to, you're like, what the fuck am I? I don't, I have no idea I don't feel like you want me. And yeah. 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 But that's healthy. I think that is good advice. Um, but then when you, what, what do you do then when you're like, I love, I love Jerry Seinfeld's joke about the weddings. And he says, um, he says, when you get married, the vows are in sickness and in health. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I don't need someone when I'm in health. I need someone <laughs> when I'm in sickness, right? Yeah. So how do you, how do you keep yourself when you're in the, in the bad part, when you're in the sickness part with your own, when you're married to, you're married to yourself in a sense, right? You only got you. So how do you deal with the lows? Of it? When I'm having a run of gigs where it isn't working or that period that every comic goes through when you think I have written everything I could write, like yeah. I've got nothing left to say, yeah. then, I mean, it sounds awful, but you've just got to push through it, don't you? You've just got to go do gigs. Do you ever, um, do you ever go to friends to help you out in those tough periods? I do. I do feel sometimes, like with I do with friends who aren't comedians, because yeah. sometimes I think I am completely honestly at that weird level of comedy where it is going really well. Yeah. So I can't complain. Yeah. So I don't want to go to other comedians and go like, oh, I'm so stressed about this fucking TV recording or something. Yeah. I don't want to be an asshole. Mm -hmm. So then I will go to other friends and then they'll just sort of be like, you're fucking shut up. You're fine. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, with any job, it's a one job thing. All we've got to do is stand up and make people laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So you're, yeah, that's, that's. I go to friends and I'm like, make me feel better. And they're like, no, you're trash. And I'm like, thank you so much. And then we can go on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Harry, it's going to be okay. Yeah, but don't feel like you've got to be confident all the time. Exactly. 100%. Shit yourself. You'll be fine. Um, we, uh, we have one more time for one more question? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Vittorio, do you want to ask us a question about friendship? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was going to be mine. Uh, this is going to be my question. <laughs> it's going to be my question, okay? I think okay? I'm coming across as the most selfish friend of all time. I'm so nervous now. No, I was going to ask this because we've talked about it a little bit, and I think I'd be annoyed if I didn't ask it. Okay. Which is... Um, when was uh, I think we talked a bit about vulnerability in front of friends yeah stuff like that are you do you cry often in front of friends yes oh, okay yeah I'm very <laughs> emotional I cry all the time like I've I'm luckily enough now I know not to cry in front of certain friends like I'm friends with a lot of very weak weedy male comedians who don't know what to do with their hands when you cry in front of them I've been patted like a dog by some male comics before like shaking trying to call a woman because they don't know how to talk to you um, but yeah, I'm very emotional, my friends. But I like it when they cry to me as well. We all cry with each other all the time. I know when we're talking about cries, because I feel like some people say, oh, I had a cry last night and they just teared up. Are we talking like proper? Oh yeah, no, I, I had like a six month cry once at one point. Oh really? Just couldn't stop crying, yeah. Mm. And then I definitely, I, I go into my friendship there. They're there. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's because well, I'm like naturally attracted to autistic men. My dad's <laughs> autistic or something. But as soon as someone, like, I live with, you know, Sunil Patel? Yeah. And he's just like, if I'm emotional at home, he's like, oh, da, ah. Like, he yeah. doesn't know what to do. Yeah. It's awful. So then I will call up my friends to be like, can you come over? Everything's ended. And I lean into the despair of it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's, um, I think that's, that's, uh, I think. <laughs> I love a, a crying question just to make you both feel tense at the end. Do you not cry? Um, I've, uh, I've very rarely cried in front of friends. Oh, okay. I think a big part of my relationship with, uh, Sally, my girlfriend, yeah. is when I cried in front of her the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it was weird. It was actually, um, 
so my uh, as as you probably know, my father died when I was sixteen. Mm -hmm. right? My parents split when I was nine, and um, there was something. I think we. Uh, this was it. It was it was a weird moment where you know fuck your mom jokes, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So I think I said. Uh, I think I said. Uh, uh, I think I said like uh, oh fuck your mom to uh, to Sally as a joke right yeah. and then she said oh fuck your dad and then which is fine which is totally like okay but then I said oh you can't and then me saying that I just fucking just blew a casket mm -hmm. and I just properly cried in front of her for like probably like like half an hour and I just was and she was just hugged me and she was like it's not fair it's not fair. and it just really like let out an emotional valve yeah. that since then like the my I've thought much more about my father's death after that yeah um and obviously a girlfriend isn't a friend but it's you know it's, it's a, no but it's something you were holding on yeah, to and, and you I've, um, needed to cry with this person yeah and I've, and I've cried about that a few times in front of uh in front of other friends since then and about other friends but it's very rare that I'll cry in front of a friend I will yeah. I, I I think for for some reason for me Maybe one friend or two friends, I have that sort of emotional vulnerability where yeah. I can break that wall. But for me, it's just too, it's too opening. That's the thing. I think I used to be a bit more like that. Yeah. Like I would just cry like because something made me cry. Yeah. But then I fell into like this big depression, I'd say like four or five years ago and just yeah. couldn't stop crying. So mm. now it's over. I became like the crying girl. Like everyone I ran into, they'd be like, how are you? And I'll be like, what <laughs> the world's ending? <laughs> So now I think it's like to the point where like if I cry in front of someone, they're like, oh, fucking hell. This means nothing. Here we go. Yeah. Like she does this with everyone. If anything, you're closer with the friends you don't cry. In front of. <laughs> <laughs> if I can be emotionally distant with you, I really care about you. <laughs> I really love you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're a cat friend. You know, we've Thank decided you. you're a cat. Friend. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think that'll be that'll be it. Kind of. Um, I feel seen. That's good. This has um, been great. Thank yeah. you very much for having. Thank you for uh, having, having me. us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for being have had. Um, I've had a lovely time. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to plug right at the end? I will plug myself. Okay. I work. feel like that's what anyone ever plugs, oh. right? Like, I've got no you shows. Have podcast, I have a podcast. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. I am so bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we do talk about friendship on it quite a bit. So this works out. It's called Trusty Hogs. It's yeah. myself and Catherine Bohart. And then just go on my Instagram and Twitter. It's yeah. at Helen, B-A-B-A-U-E-R. Wonderful. That was Philip and Friends, hosted by Philip Kosteletsky. Our guest today was Helen Bauer. Philip and Friends was produced by Vittorio Angeloni, courtesy of Vauxhall Podcast Studios. Theme song and outro music was written by Fred and produced by Georgia Johnson. Get involved with the podcast by subscribing and supporting us on Patreon. Great. Very cute. Thank you. Very right. cute.